Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the money, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome to Church Information and Open Forum. Hosted by the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr., who's been on the battlefield for civil rights and social justice for over 40 years. And let's go to our host. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing great because I get to talk to the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. and hear what he thinks about what's going on in the world today. Well, there's so much going on in the world today. We got, we have, we we have so much to talk about this morning. It's unreal. Just, just one of those things. All right, Reverend Barnett. Uh, the number here to talk to Reverend Barnett and express yeah. your opinion on what's going on in the world today is 972-647-1893. We're KNON 89.3 FM on your radio dial or www.knon.org if you're streaming. Okay, Rev. Barnett, yeah. what do you want to start All right. with? Well, we're going to start looking at things. We had uh, some things that have gone on that I really didn't like this week. We have been had an assault on the black male like never before this week. And I'm wondering, did many people, did did a num- large number of African-Americans realize what was happening or did they catch what the press was doing? Well, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the death of Tina Turner. Everything about that, she was a talented woman. She was a good woman, uh, you know, a nice person. I met her in person. And everything they say Every other word they were saying was talking about her abusive husband. Well, they're not telling you the whole story about that that particular relationship. He might have been, uh, he was abusive, but also, you know, it was a two-way street. It was a two-way street. And they overlooked uh, the death of probably the greatest football player ever lived, Jim Brown, just to really go after Ike Turner. And if, I hope people caught that. They caught that because every time they mess something about Tina, they talk about her abusive husband. That was our first husband. There we are. But this was something that I really caught that the white male still have in so much vengeance against the black male that they want to do anything they can to stop it. And we had another scandal that terrible that in Fort Worth. 
this woman, the woman that was shot in the hip, the lady was mentally, is mentally disturbed. And I guarantee you, had this been a white woman, they wouldn't have shot that woman. That policeman would not have shot that woman. Had she been a black woman? I mean, had she been a white woman? Oh, yes. This this was an atrocity there in Fort Worth. She, he shot her in the head. She did not die. And also, we uh, got people that are going crazy over the, the little mermaid. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the little mermaid, but there's another attack right there. Uh, she's trying to find her somewhere to live. She's like, but everywhere she goes, she end up, she end up in the arms of a white man. <laughs> and this was a black mermaid. She end up in the arms of a white man. And then we have Attorney General, Ken Paxton. Oh, yes, I've been talking about him for weeks. How he's supposed to be, should be. Behind bars, uh, just now uh, indicting him, and and maybe they're going to dish out the punishment he deserves. But we have got to watch that because it took too long to bring this guy to justice. Mm-hmm. And we are, always have to watch out for the death ceiling, the death ceiling, because if the United States failed to pay its debts. Uh, there are a lot of people that's going to suffer. People that depend on government checks for their livelihood or worked all their lives and to draw Social Security, they won't be getting their checks if, if they doesn't get this thing taken care of in a hurry. Just a few days left. So it's a lot to talk about, a lot of things to talk about this week. What do you think about it, Pierre? I mean, not for you. <laughs> but but uh, what are you thinking about Leon? <laughs> yes, uh, Pierre says he doesn't discuss politics, so I, I kind of figured you weren't talking about uh, about him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, what you're saying, first of all, you're talking about subliminal messaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with the With the mermaid and... Uh, you know, with uh, Tina Turner and mm-hmm. all these different things, you're talking about subliminal messaging, and yeah. uh, these these things have an effect on the way people view uh, other people. Since we're talking about African American men, we'll say we'll zero in on that. Uh, mm-hmm. You see something on television, and you know you don't pay any attention to it, but then when you walk down the street. What's the proverbial uh, cliche? You get on the elevator, they grab their purse. Or you walk by the car, they lock the door, car doors, and you're walking by their car to get to your car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, I've been, you know, I've been a victim of that type of, uh, how can I say, reaction in a lot of instances because of how the media portrays uh, African Americans, men, as, as being the greatest demons in the, on, in the history of the planet. Uh, well, it, 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 it has been atrocious this week because 
every time they mention Tina, they mention I mistreating her. But 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 believe me, I met her. I knew her. And uh, some of the things I'm not gonna say some of the things about her uh, on this show, but believe me, uh they paint a very dim picture of Ike which I, I, I don't agree with at all when you really get to know the lives of both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. All right. See, and uh, we need to be cognizant of things like that. They they just uh, uh, abandon the death of uh, Jim Brown. Greatest football player ever lived. He's the greatest of all times. Not Tom Brady. <laughs> Believe me, and most of those old heads out there know it. They know they know who Jim Brown was. He he dominated his era. He just, I mean, he was he was on top with no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Dominated. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and see, when you see things like this, uh, they do things. And it's always now against the black male. Mm-hmm. He's very hostile, openly hostile. He's always been against the black male. And it's time for us to wake up and uh, catch, a, catch a hold to the, the buffoonery that he's putting forth. And that's all it is. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's buffoonery. So we have to address those things. But the young lady over there in uh, Fort Worth, that they shot, the lady that was you could tell was mentally retarded, I guarantee you, had she been a white woman, they wouldn't have shot that woman. They shot her. Didn't kill her, but they still shot her. Mm, well, so, I'm certainly glad that she didn't get killed because in, in many of the instances, you know, strike one, you're out. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm just glad that she's still alive. Now, Pierre keeps giving me the phone call signal from a caller. So, uh, are you ready to take calls, Reverend Barnett? Yes, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. All right, Pierre, who do we have? All right, uh, good morning, and we have uh, Black Hawk on uh, line two. All right, Black Hawk. Okay. All right. Who do we have next, Pierre? <laughs> All right. I think we uh, lost the connection with Reverend Barnett. Uh, he can uh, call us back uh, right now, and uh, we take the call. Okay. Now, uh, since we're waiting on Reverend Barnett, I can get this in quickly. I have an announcement that I need to make uh, when we get an opportunity that's going to be of interest to uh, African-American high school graduates in need of a college scholarship. Uh, do you have Reverend on it? Back? Yes, he's back. All right. It looks like we have a caller also. Yep. All right. Hold on just a second. Uh, are you back, Reverend Barnett? Mm, I don't quite hear him. You back, Reverend Barnett? Uh, okay. Well, uh, okay. uh, all right, that sounds like that's him. He's back. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, okay, in the meantime, you need to call us at 972-647-1893. And um, we'll take your call as soon as you call us. And we just want to thank everyone who pledged to KNON 89.3 FM K9 during our pledge drive. And that's what enables us to come on the air and talk about things the way we talk about them because we don't have to be afraid of uh, getting shut off by our advertisers. So thank you for your pledges. Uh, do we have another call, Pierre? Okay, Pierre is trying to take these two callers. Uh, so, yes, we want you to continue to pledge because we're here to be the voice of the people, as our nickname says. And we just thank you very much uh, for your pledge. You ready, Pierre, with a call? Yes, we have two, uh, two calls. And the first one is uh, Bill on uh, line one. Uh, what was the name? Bill. 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 You there, Bill? Yeah. Good morning, Pastor Martin. Good morning, Bill. Yes, good morning. Uh, Leon, how are you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it, just stuck, it just sticks with me. I'm sorry, Leon. <laughs> it it's funny. It's, it's, it's a good name, and it just stuck with me. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Or well, if you like it, I mean, I'll be sorry if you like it. <laughs> good morning. Yes, sir, Pastor Martin. Uh, you, you were talking about yeah. the debt ceiling. It, 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 it just... Yeah. It never ceases never ceases to amaze me how these people can vote Republican against their own best interests. You know? Yeah. I guess they don't I guess they don't they don't receive social security. They don't receive Medicare. I guess they don't receive all these social services which which uh, uh, you know, they work for all their lives. They would rather throw that away to prove a point, you know, and what they're gonna do. What are they gonna do when they don't receive their checks? They've already voted for these idiots and, you know, in Congress and the Senate and whatnot, you know, it just it just amazes me how they will vote against their own best interests. They're gonna holler Biden, Biden, Biden. That's what they're gonna say. Oh yeah, Biden. <laughs> yeah, they try to blame Biden. <laughs> well, they try to blame. In a situation like this, do you think the underlying fact is this pure hatred? <laughs> oh yes, that's the that's. Yes, they, they they would they would rather see it hurt us, you know, as people of color. They'd rather see it hurt us. They think it's yeah. not going to hurt them. But if anything to hurt us, anything to keep us down or whatnot, they would sacrifice themselves, their families, you know, to mm -hmm. to, to keep us down. Mm. Well, morbid. this thing is going to hurt everybody if they go through with it. Everybody, I don't I don't see why more. More people and, 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 and corporations and whatnot, uh, you know, get against these fools, you know, until you know to, to, to settle this because it's going to affect them too. Mm -hmm. You know, I, we yeah. we can't buy if we if we don't have. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, and you know, but anyway, Pastor Martin, I just thought to share that with you, and I appreciate the show, and uh, thank you very much. Bill? All right, thank you very much. Bill, let me ask you a question. Are you familiar? Nine seven Are you familiar with uh, the story of Jesus and how uh, the people voted for Barabbas as opposed to Jesus? Oh yeah, it is. Yes, yes, most definitely, most definitely. I, I learned that as a child. Yes. Yes. Well, there you go. 
<laughs> yeah, vote against their own best interest. Even put them to death against their own best interest. So I know, I know how far people can go. I know how far you can go. They'd rather see us, see us in the grave, also. Mm-hmm. But thank you. All right, Ramonette, go ahead. All right. All right. Do we have another call? We got another call, Pierre. Yes, uh, we have Beverly on uh, line uh, two. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning. Am I on time this morning? <laughs> you are. Yes, you're on time this morning. <laughs> All right, then let me start. I saved the breakfast for later. I knew we were going to talk about this. <laughs> now, I love me some Tyler Perry. It's fitting to go back to what he said. That man is a, a brilliant young man. We're going to the have and the have not. That's what it's been yeah. going down to. It's the have and right. the have not. Well, yeah. well now, he wrote that, but but, but he never did. Did he finish that particular, uh, that particular series that he was running on that? All right. Say that again. Did he, did he finish the series? The last, yes, the last time I saw that, they were all, they were in a gunfight. Uh, yes. The, the husband of the woman uh, and another another young man. The young, the, other, the mother's young man, and against about four or five guys, they were having a shootout. Reverend Barnett, let's hold her over, and we're going to have a short break, and we'll bring you all right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like this? Here we go. Okay, we're back. Now, Beverly, you can go ahead. Okay. Now, on, on the three stooges, you got one down and two to go. <laughs> Y'all be counting? Oh, my God. That was great. <laughs> All right, Beverly. Keep going. Uncle Joe out of there too. Now let me ask you a question. What do you think about this Kennedy uh, running? Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, Robert Kennedy Jr. Oh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yes. No, I don't. I I I wouldn't support him over Biden. I would support Biden over him. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, we do you know a lot of complaining. Like- about, yeah, we do a lot of complaining about Biden, and I do have my my calls with you know the way he did the Haitians. He sent them back to Haiti, and he stopped her at the river with horses and things like that. That's my biggest charm with him. But he have done some good things also, some very good things. That helped a lot of people. So I would stay with Biden before I go in. Yeah, I think so too. 
I think so too. That's why I asked. Because uh, mm-hmm. number one, you know what the problem I have with all of this? They all too old. They need to <laughs> sit down and rock their great grandchildren now. They all too old. They're too old. I need some younger think thinkers up there, and 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 I just I'm just fed up with the system. Why we can't well, get nobody that's young enough that knows this stuff? I admire those two young black men out of uh, where is that? They, they Tennessee. When they're Tennessee? Yes. I admire them. Oh, we need some courageous people like that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we, you're not going to get a whole lot of Barack Obama. He's a young man. John F. Kennedy took office as the youngest president in history. Uh, but ever since Reagan, and Barack has been elected since Reagan, uh, but America seemed to fell in love with uh, uh, Ronald Reagan's bigoted racist ideals. And uh, I think America has been kind of fixed on old white men now. You know something else I thought about? And, and I'm going to go off that subject. All these people, just the, uh, the ones coming in to the border, and they and our governor shipping them, uh, busting them all over the, uh, New York and everywhere. You know what I think that was all about? Because baby Duke. Baby Duke. Baby Bush. Oh, baby Bush. Mm-hmm. He bought him in here. He first started bringing him in here. I started waking up then. And that was to get the boats because they don't have enough boats. They don't have enough boats. It's us that's keeping them going. And they treat us like dirt. I have issues well, with that. Have you noticed almost every city except for one that they loaded them up on buses and semi-trusters, all of them have black masks. Hello? Except for one. Yes. See, this is a game they playing on us. Yeah. They changed the, they changed the, uh, the, what they changed. They changed, uh, put these people in there and they, they sex checked in again. They never stopped. You know, and then they want to talk about our black men. We are mm-hmm. no comparison to them. None. Mm-hmm. I have issues with all of this, what they present to us. Uh, that other little uh, Kennedy, I love John F. Kennedy back in the day. But really, when you put your, your pen to the paper, now one of them is worth anything. No, right. one of them. You didn't not like Robert? I don't. I you think he's too old, and I think he needs to sit down, and they're not going to give him no, a chance. No, I'm talking about Robert Senior. Robert Ro- Senior, Robert, Robert Kennedy. Uh, yes, I did. That yes, was assassinated in Los Angeles, and he yes, had I won did. the California primaries in 1968. I liked, yes, I remember. I, yes, I do. I remember. And I did like him. I went back yes. and I studied, uh, I watched movies and I watched the documentaries and, and they came up with 
uh, it wasn't anything wrong with us. It was how they was treating us and how they was segregating us and how they made us feel like we less than humans. You know, mm-hmm. when are we going to stop labeling people with, with different things and these people just go along with it? Get to know us before you start judging us. Mm-hmm. I agree That's with what, you all the way. Mm-hmm. Get to know us. We are not who they say we are. And I'm not going to take on their labels. Like I said again, this, this mental illness stuff is coming out real strong. Did you hear about that little 11-year-old boy getting shot and the black police shot him? Yes, that's one of the things uh, I had. I did not call out. But I'm very cognizant of that. A little kid, they were trying to... He's really small for his age, so you know yes, he's he no hazard is on the milk. He was he's short and uh, and he's he's really kind of skinny. So why would you have to shoot a little bitty boy? You know why they killing our black men? You know why they killing our black men? Because they don't they if they get our black hands out of here, that cuts out our pop that cuts out our race. That's right. You go. You got it down right. Yeah. They cut that out. We need to wake up. We need to wake up and come together. If we don't do that, we're going to perish. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to let somebody else talk, but I had to. I had to let you know I'm up this morning. My my alarm clock go off every morning, whether I'm calling you or not. Like I go to work. Have a good weekend, you guys. All right, thank All you. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's his line, 972-647-1893. Uh, who do we have? Uh, we have uh, Joe on uh, line four. Hmm? Joe. 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 Okay. Good morning, Joe. Uh, good morning, Reverend. Joe Tay. How are you this morning? Fine. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> well, 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 blessed. And I wanted to take a minute to, as you know, I'm in a runoff in District 3 for Dallas City Council. And uh, but before I uh, address that, uh, this is the Memorial Day weekend. And, uh, and so we need to focus on all the on, on perhaps uh, uh, military folks and uh, et cetera. But those of us of African descent in this country. We need to memorialize not only our, our parents and those who got us to this point, but we need to remember that there were tens of millions of people that suffered, uh, whether it's the slavery or Jim Crow or uh, right up to this day. And we need to memorialize those people and then stop and think and try to get focused in terms of solving some of the problems that we have. And, uh, as you know, uh, we, uh, used to talk an awful lot, not so much on the radio, but when I was meeting with the ministers over over years, uh, you and I would have this very personal conversation about a lot that is going on yesterday, today, and, and uh, uh, et cetera. So uh, let us do this Memorial Day period. Think about all of those folks who sacrificed, stories that we will never hear, their sacrifices, their blood, and tears got us to this point. 
And so I certainly do that for, uh, for those who went before us. And I, and I, I use that intro to say as far as the uh, runoff election for Dallas City Council District 3, I've been blessed to, uh, to be a part of. When are we going to stop allowing folks who don't live in our community, who really don't care about us, and as uh, Don Al Lipson would say, there are a lot of folks out there who are like us, but they're not our kind. We continue to bend over enough for people to, first of all, climb up on our back, and then to ride us as if we are bucket cars for their benefit and pleasure and the benefit of others. So I would that people who are listening, who live in District 3, and throughout the city for that matter, and throughout the state and the nation, that we stop allowing folks to ride us, to abuse us, and to use us, and then we just say, it's okay. So it, with the election that's coming up, early voting for the uh, June 10th runoff election, early voting starts May 30th, which is next Tuesday, through June the 6th. And election day is June the 10th. So those folks who voted for and supported me, those folks out there who are thinkers, who know that we're being used and abused, and these people just get right up in our faces to say who they are, and then uh, folks give big money on the national level, and then they give big money on the local level, and politics are local. Our politics is local, and whatever. So uh, I ask that people would just think and say, hey, here's a chance for us to break the back, uh, to, to, the, to the, slow the rolls of these folks who exploit us and vote for Joe Tate for Dallas City Council. I, I can... Uh, start supporting what I'm going to do, this, that, and other. But uh, it takes eight people to get anything done at City Hall here in Dallas. And so uh, and then there might be politics on the books that just might not even be being enforced that I would want to look at and review and to apply those to make things better for the citizens of District 3 and those throughout the city. So I would appreciate people thinking beyond uh, what somebody says that this person is for us really look at who is really for us and who is working in the community who loves, who cares and uh, my involvement of the community goes back to 1911 when my mother was born rather, down on the Trinity River bottom and she would always talk about uh, how their house would flood and, and uh, my uncle, excuse me, my grandfather would shoot guns to warn the neighbors of the flood or the fact that the, 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 the Trinity River had uh, overflowed its bounds Stuff like that, so okay. I, we, we thank you, Joe. We thank you for your call. Right. Because I wanted to know what Mr. Tay's action plan or what does he have envisioned for what his uh, representation of District 3 is going to do for the district? What, do you right. ha- what are your specifics that you are going to do okay. to make District 3 better? Okay. Specifically, we need to feel that we are, first of all, a part of what is going on. We've been kind of just kicked to the side, and then I want the people of District 3 to regain confidence in the system and, and how it works and, and know that there's a leader that is there that has been elected to chairs and would put them first. So, and okay, perhaps you're misunderstanding me. 
What is the first thing you want to do and act to make District 3 is better? What is the second thing? What's the third thing? Okay. Uh, uh, you're asking for a, a litany of... Uh, uh, no, I'm asking for two or three things. Okay, well, I, I'm going to I'm going to get there. I indicated very clearly that the first thing on my agenda is to have the citizens to have the citizens to retain confidence in the fact that it, the, the uh, district belongs to them. That was number one. Okay, are you going to fix the sidewalks? Are you going to fix the streets? Are you going to what needs that the that the voters can see that you're going to direct? Uh, confidence is a Abstract concept. Okay, we need something specific. Yes, 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 yes sir. I, I suppose if I got into semantics with you about word use, we could take up most of the show. Well, as far as the need, District 3, I've identified about five distinct areas. And in the East area, the, the needs and the concerns are different. Uh, you know, there, there are areas where there is a need for, for sidewalks, but you don't just jump out and fix those. Uh, if uh, depending on the expenditures, it could be a it uh, uh, a bond issue to, to, to address these these matters. Uh, for example, uh, uh, erosion along the, the many uh, creeks that we found in many parts of uh, District Three. Uh, there's been work on that. I certainly want that kind of work to continue. That's the first thing. Uh, okay, and then I want to uh, to forge a better relationship uh, as far as the. Uh, uh, the police and community uh, relationships are of community policing and uh, whatever. That's going to take all of us working together, though. And that means our churches uh, being concerned and getting involved with our schools, uh, enhancing our family, uh, our, our family status, uh, whatever that might be. And, uh, 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 and so, 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 so I was focused on that. Secondarily, we've got to take responsibility for what is happening in our communities. And so, so I would like to bring, I will bring together those entities to, to, to focus on and to solve those issues. They can't be solved outside of our community. Okay, Mr. Taze, we've got another caller we got to take. Thank you very much. And well, you, you have a nice morning. Who do we have here? Uh, we have Tony on uh, line two. You say who? Tony. Tony? Tony. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Jim. How you doing? Fine. I, I really appreciate the show in the past couple of weeks because we have Joe Tate just called. We had, the, we had the other opponent called last week. That is something that I think tends to not happen anymore. It is used it is used to. Now we have Jasmine Crockett that's our representative now. She should be in Dallas. She should be calling. She should be on be, be you know, on the show. Just like it had been before, she should be on the show. You talking about the uh, the the Congresswoman? Yes. And uh and uh and the reason I said because before then it was Dwayne Carraway. Before then it was Casey Thompson. Before then, I mean, now we have um, Mayor Pro Tim Arnold, Councilwoman Arnold. We have uh, Trustee, um, I don't know if her name, Trustee, um, uh, I can't think of her name now, that is what get, 
is 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 getting community getting community out. The problem is they come here sometimes to 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 uh to get the to, to ring the doors for for votes to get to get votes, but they never come back as a recurring person gives updates. And 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 that's where most people fail. So I hope the gentleman who called last week called back in because that's, that's the thing. You ready to take another call? Ready to go. All right, Pierre, who do we have? All right, uh, we, ha- we have a Casey Thomas on our line, too. All right. Good morning, Casey. Casey? Good morning, this audience. You here? Are you there? And I wanted to call and just say He's in and out. Uh, yeah, I think his connection is uh, bad. Unfortunately, we can't can we can't hear you. Yes, better. All right. I want to make sure you can hear me. Yes, no, we can hear you. Okay, good, good, good. I'm sorry for that. This is Dallas City Council, the District 3 case Thomas. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. Good morning, everyone. And to all your listeners, I just want to emphasize the fact that the runoff of the seat that I was currently elected to does begin the day after Memorial Day. We only have seven days of early voting for this runoff. So I want to make sure everyone that's listening, those who live in District 3 or have friends or neighbors who live in District 3, make sure you make your voice heard by casting your vote. Uh, Election Day is June the 10th. Uh, We're fortunate that Black Voters Matter is partnering with the Dallas NAACP. And on next Saturday, they will be in town uh, attending community events, encouraging people to get out and vote. Uh, next weekend is the only 
weekend of early voting. We have Saturday, then we have Super Sunday. They will also be here on Sunday attending a number mm-hmm. of uh, churches, encouraging people to get out to vote. Uh, Pastor Boyd, what I'll do is I'll call back in next week, and I'll give you a list of those locations where they'll be on Saturday as well as on Sunday. All right. That is being finalized. I also want to uh, let you know that uh, we're having discussions, Mayor Pro Tim, uh, Arnold, my colleague. We've been working very well together since she's been uh, Mayor Pro Tim. Uh, going, we're going to start having bond town hall meetings. The council is considering a bond for 2024. And so we want right. to make sure that the community knows uh, and they make their voice heard. The only way that you can get things in your neighborhood and, and community addresses if you make sure those things, especially talking about infrastructure projects, bond dollars mm-hmm. are for infrastructure projects, streets, sidewalks, other forms of infrastructure. And so we want to make sure if you have a need in your community that you make sure that's included on the need inventory list. That's the list that staff pulls by every council district when they're looking to vote on bond elections. Those projects are on the needs inventory list. It is critically Mm -hmm. important that you do that. I've asked all of my neighborhood association presidents to get a collection from their neighborhood of all streets, sidewalks, any other type of infrastructure projects, and submit them to my office so we can make sure they were included on the needs inventory list if they're not already there. So my bond town hall meeting is going to be on June the 6th. Uh, at Thurgood Marshall Recreation Center. I'm going to verify the time. It's going to be 6 or 6.30. So if you live in District mm-hmm. 3 and you want to make sure that those needs are included, make sure you're at that particular meeting. That way you can uh, hear from staff. You can let staff know what is important to you. We cannot sit on the sidelines for this bond election. We can't sit on the sidelines for any election period. And so we have got to be a part of you have a head in the game, and if we're not, if we're not at the table, we're on the menu, and nobody wants to be on the menu. All right, this is great uh, because when you say bond, it's really the word that's operative today is money, money for our communities. Right, this is Absolutely. what it's all about. Money to right, money to address long time issues and concerns. If you have a neighborhood right. that needs sidewalks, if you need yeah. gutters, if you need, right. you know, traffic lights in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you need in your community, this is the time to make sure it's done. Parks. We already have a master plan for Glendale Park. Now we just need to make sure we have the funding. We already have funding for Phase 1, which will be restrooms mm-hmm. and an amphitheater at Glendale Park for Phase 2 and 3 is really a renovation of this park. And so we know Glendale is a park that's been in our community a long time, and it should be a signature park that the entire city can look at as a crown jewel. So I just want to make sure everyone is informed and educated and they get a chance to get out and make their voice heard. I'm sure Mayor Tim Tim Orno will come on and she'll let you know the dates for her Bond Town Hall Mm -hmm. meeting. And if I can attend and support her, I'll be willing to be glad to do that. And I know she'll do the same. Okay. Great. 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 That means money. That's just 
have to get put get down to the nitty gritty with this particular situation because well, so no. many, yeah we got so many needs in our community we, we can't afford to pass this one up can't afford it. Okay. all right no, no, not at all not at all we've yeah. got to be right. involved and make our voice heard all right thank you thank you more Reverend Barnett, I have an announcement I need to make right quick before we go to our next caller. Go right ahead. I mentioned this to you last week, and I had a time to uh, get together my my facts. Uh, A college that I went to after I graduated high school has a a diversity, equity, inclusion initiative going. And uh, what this is... uh, they're looking for African-American students, high school graduates, with a B average, and uh, with a letter of endorsement from the counselor or a teacher or someone, they will provide them with a full scholarship. And yeah. if they are the uh, first generation of their family to go to college, they also will give them a stipend. Uh, so, anyone who has an African American high school graduate in their sphere of, uh, of of influence, uh-huh. uh, ask them to call to my Google number nine seven two eight zero eight six three two six nine three two nine seven two eight zero eight six nine three two and leave their name, their phone number a time they can be reached and who that student is. And uh, let's say this will be available to the end of the day because I don't want to get deluged with calls. And we're going to try to get 10 African-American students and get them on the path toward achieving a scholarship. Now, this school, I need to set some parameters, is not in Texas because the governor of Texas says you can't use DEI. Uh, uh, this school is in the north because if you go south in Texas you go to the Gulf of Mexico Uh, Mm -hmm. this school is uh, it's not a university it's not a famous school however it's one of the top schools colleges in the south in the nation and it only has 12 students per class so it has an academic reputation. That's why you have to have a B average. So I'm going to give that number one more time. 972-808-6932. And call. And you'll see a weird uh, response on your caller ID. Last Jedi. Leave the message. And I'll get back to you. And we want to leave this open for the day only because I don't want to get 100 calls. We, don't have, we only have about 10 or 20 positions. Okay. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Get it, someone take advantage of a free education? Yes, I think you're going to get some calls on that. I certainly hope so. I know you should get some calls on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. All righty. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, we have uh, Ernest, uh, no, line one. Ernest. Ernest? Yes. All righty, bring him on. Talk in the morning, you pastor. Yes, uh huh. Good, good morning, Pastor. I'm from out of Los Angeles, California, South Central. 
Now, in 92, in 92, Jim Brown was involved with the second call with the game, too, since I made a game back And I knew Jim Brown was what? I miss you on that one. You said... What was that you said about Jim Brown? He was involved. He was involved with a program called the Second Call in Los Angeles, California, where we had the gang troops in '92 with the Crips and the Blacks. Oh, yeah. He was working yes, with the gang. Uh huh. Yes, sir. And he helped us get jobs. Hello. Uh, maybe we lost him, Reverend Barnett. Sound sure sound like uh, yeah. I, I still uh, see Ernest on line one, but uh, I can't hear him too. Right, Ernest, you still there? Ernest, okay, he just hung up the phone. Okay, he must have dropped. Yeah, we we have another uh, caller. Uh, we have uh, Do uh, Dr. Edwards on uh, line four. Doctor Edwards. Yes. Good morning, Doc. Hello. Yes, go right here, Doc. Good morning. How you doing, Reverend Barnett? Fine. You doing all right? All right. Good, good. And uh, um, I just wanted to, to say that I do appreciate all of the the uh, inspiration you give, uh, you've given me in working with the Southern sector and working with the people who need health care. And Reverend Barnett, I'm not a, you know, I don't like to really bring a lot of things up, but I'm, I was so disappointed when we didn't, nobody even talked to me. There's nobody in the city of Dallas who's done more healthcare-wise, I think, than, than I have. At least if I'm, I would have to be in one of the top two or three. And uh -huh. uh, it, it, nobody ever talked to me about that hospital. We only got two hospitals in the country. There are only two black hospitals in America, okay, uh -huh. and we had a chance uh -huh. to get number three, and you know I, I I try to you know be as 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 you know frugal as I can, but you know we're talking about this bond issue now, and I just I just hate to see how our leadership just let things pass through us like it, you know if they you know if they don't like you personally they don't. They won't get on something that's good for the community. Mm -hmm. So we can not dislike each other, but we can do something great for the community. That's that's what I was taught. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. you know, we didn't we didn't get our hospital. We didn't wasn't even entertained and sold it for six and a half million dollars. Uh, mm -hmm. Children is sitting over there. Uh, I just I don't I don't get it. I'm I'm just I don't get it. And I think uh, Brother Leon knows what we're talking about because we talked about it a number of times. Uh, I mean, we got to do something for our community as well. I mean, health care is a must. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to have, you got to have health care. Mm -hmm. But you know, if people don't put your person they like you, they they just ignore the more substantive things. Uh, and I, you know, I just I just had to say something this morning. I normally don't call in and say anything other than. You know, I appreciate what you do, but my goodness. I mean, what are we going to do with these sick people in Oak Cliff? What, where will uh, we go? Everybody going to Charlton and, and Central? We had a chance to actually 
do something in our own community where we could, we don't, I don't discriminate. I want to see the people get better. I don't care for, you know, uh, adults get them better. That's fine with me. But I just, you know, I just had to say something. I've been trying not to say anything about it. But, I mean, it's nothing personal for me. I'm 72 years old. I've done this 42 years. So, um, just now we're talking about bond and we're going to do this, you know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And well, they help me out. Uh, are, are you talking about the hospital there on Hampton Road? Y- yeah. That real nice building that was there. And uh, you, see, you had was, opportunity. Gave the, guy, gave the guy six and a half million dollars. And mm-hmm. it's still, I mean, what are you going to do with it? I mean, you can't make a... Uh, uh, Facility out of that, right? Particularly where the location where it is right next to a elementary school. There. I mean, it's what they were talking uh-huh. about. Uh, it would it would be you'd have to have a lot of security and people are really really showing how their you know mental stress is working on them and that kind of thing. So the killings are up and that kind of thing. But we had a chance to actually take some of the pressure off of Methodist Central and Methodist. Charlton, which is the only two hospitals we have, uh, mm-hmm. I guess. So, uh, I, I'm, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be silent anymore on it. I mean, no. you know, I want to see us have something for us. We never had first class healthcare in this country, never. From child slavery, 1619 to today, we never had it. In fact, you can go over to Charlton now. And it just feel like you know, get into a grocery store or something. So I just think we've got we got a lot of work to do. And I think we Well now, is there anybody in particular you felt like could have done more to get the hospital? Yeah, I think I think uh, I think uh Casey could have done more. I think he could have I think he could have at least met with us and said, Hey guys, let's Let's look at this before we. Yeah, I think he could have. I think that was his district, because I had talked with uh, several other of the councilmen before, and you know, yeah, I think he could have at least entertained it, whether he was going to do anything or not. It wasn't even entertained. Not not with with me. Maybe he had it with some other people. But now you and the owner, y'all went to y'all went to college together, didn't you? Went to med school together, yes, sir. And uh, he was willing to let you and uh, your group have the hospital at a lower price, right? Yes, he did. Sure and y'all still, y'all still somehow couldn't get the help you needed to uh, get the hospital. Well, I mean, no, I'm not going tell a man don't take six and a half million dollars if they will, if two years earlier they were offering two and they get up two years later and say I'm gonna give you six I can't say well hey you know <laughs> uh but we couldn't mm-hmm. raise the money out about that. It's just, we we keep talking about things I I know medicine so I don't I don't get into uh, the other stuff that I don't know a lot about it. But I know about medicine. I know how it works. I know who gets the care, I know who doesn't get the care, I know who gets paid, I know who doesn't get paid. 
you know, and and I just think we have a just uh, I, I'm not real sure what to what to say about it, but I, I can no longer be silent about what I, and particularly after having a year in this urgent care and the sick people we you know we see come to our place. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, just I wish I could you know I, I stay open seven days a week so I could try to reach as many as I can. Dr. Edwards, let's hold you over. Uh, We need to do a quick break for the top of the hour, and we'll come right back to you. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Here we go. And we're back for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. And uh, before the break, we were talking to Dr. Edwards, and we wanted to let him finish his thoughts and let the Reverend add his thoughts. So both of you gentlemen can go ahead. Well, you know, I think that, yes, I just think we can we can do better. Uh, the people need us, and, you know, I'm willing to, you know, I work, 80, 90 hours a week, I still do that. I just, I just, you know, believe that we can do better. And But we got to have some mm-hmm. kind of line of communication to say, hey, look, guys, this is what we need. How do we work to get it? I, I, I'm not sure what the, what the issues are. Uh, um, Maybe you can help me out. Dr. Edwards, can I ask you a question? Um, yeah. First of all, uh, has the hospital been committed for another purpose that I had heard? Is it already? Is that already in the making, or or is it? Or does the city just own the building? Well, I don't know. You know, because those meetings are pretty private. You don't. You, you know, most of the time you find out it's already done. So I don't know where they are. I do know that it's been purchased, uh, and it was talked about as a mental. Uh, hospital. I'm not sure if that's the exact words, but I know that the people in the community weren't happy because I spoke with the people who were behind the the hospital. That as a big unit of elderly people that live behind there, they didn't. They did, they were not even aware when it came up. So uh, I'm not real. I'm not real sure. Uh, I don't know where it is because you know those meetings. Uh, many of them are you know private. So. You don't get a chance to get anything but the crumbs from the news. Okay, well, if someone from the city can call us and let us know what's going on with that. And the second question is, is the hospital on Sine still vacant? I think so. I think that was a that was a substantial amount of money the city spent on that one. Is that correct? Is that correct, the one on Sine? Uh, I'm trying to find out. I just knew. I used to go by there, and I said, "Oh, there's a hospital there. It's vacant." Yeah, I think that I think that they there was like four or five million dollars put into a hospital over in that area. Uh, I don't think anything's done yet. Like I said, there's only still only two black-owned hospitals in America, so it's not like that. You know, we've got to you know go through the fire to get there. So. Uh, I, I do know that there, I think there's two hospitals now are previously owned hospitals that have been purchased by the city. So I don't know what the 
plans are to like play they it's it's pretty you know hush mouth when when they are getting ready to do something you know specific behind it so but i i don't want to take up your time but i just no it's it's it, this is important uh when we look at what's happening with the uh, hospital over there on, on Martin Luther King. That building there, uh, I had a niece that was born in that hospital. This was in the, in the 70s. We had at least, we used to have two in Dallas, two black-owned hospitals. And when we look at the things that have gone on, is there something happening underground with medicine in the black community, especially with black doctors and black hospitals. What is going on? We are supposed to be advancing as a people, but at the same time, we're losing. How can we advance and lose hospitals at the same time? That's right. That's right. Well, you know, we, we, we have to look at kind of the total picture, Reverend Barnett, and that is how the people who control the system who are predominantly white, how they look at us, okay? And basically for health care, they look at us in three ways. They look at us as, one, for teaching material, uh, you know, number two, uh, for exploitation, uh, and the other one is for financial gain. Okay, those are the three mm -hmm. main ways that, that the predominantly white community who run all of the, the hospitals and that kind of thing. Uh, that's how they look at the patient. A lot of times, even if you have money, you will not get the same treatment for the same complaint uh, if you go to a, uh, a white physician, okay? So, that, I mean, mm -hmm. there are studies out there that already shown how, you know, people have the same insurance and they have the same coverage and one's black, one's white with the same complaint. One will get medicine, the other one will get surgery. So, mm -hmm. so you have to look at the, the way that the system is, is an institutionalized system. And, you know, there is, there's, we are just kind of needed for training and teaching material. So you see a Parkland, you see John Peter Smith, you know, those are teaching hospitals. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's, you got to understand what, and it's, it's financial. So they come to the community. They take the money out of the guy that's working at McDonald's or, and he pays his taxes. Well, that goes into the federal budget. The federal budget, 90% of the medical education in America is paid, up, paid out of the Medicare the trust fund. So it's federal funds. Okay. It's, mm -hmm. So you have to look at how they look at the structure of, of doing business, you know, across the board and so you know this is this you know this pretty much is no different uh well now doc you and uh congresswoman johnson was close and friend uh she worked with you uh it, it will the new is the new congressperson that we have in that and when in that position uh, have you contacted her? Are you working with her? Because this is going to take some federal power to get to move this thing here because I see us trying to move forward, but we're steady losing ground. So, uh, yeah, I've worked, I've, uh, I've 
um, introduce myself. I, I she she's been real busy this last couple of months, and so I haven't had a chance. But I have sent her some information uh, about you know what we what we'd like to see done, uh, and so uh, you know I'm I'm going to put my best foot forward, and I just want it said you know when I leave this 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 old earthly house that. You know, got the news, up for the people. Uh, but you know, you've got you've got guys who are sold out for the system. I mean, you just—it's very difficult to get them to see how important it is. So the importance is what's not imp- what's not important uh, in 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 a lot of cases. So yeah, it, it's 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 difficult. But no, I worked with Congresswoman Johnson. Did had a. She was just tremendous, just unbelievable. And uh, so mm-hmm. uh, I haven't had a chance to talk with the new representative yet, but I've actually sent some information over to her. Okay, now, on, on the city council, uh, councilwoman or uh, Arnold, uh, is she working closely and tied with you? Well, I take on the hospital sale, I think she was the only one who abstained. Um, she, it was, uh-huh. it, it wasn't in her district, but, but after, you know, I kind of educated her on how we, how the system really works and how we have to, how we're going to be a participant in it. Uh, mm-hmm. she was, he was clearer on, on, oh, I see. Okay. Uh, I mean, you got a million people and you only got two hospitals and then on the other side, just go, you know, Trinity river divides you. Then you got a million over there and you got 39 hospitals and nobody says yeah. anything about it. My goodness. Well, mm-hmm. You get one on almost every corner. Now, once you cross that Trinity river, if you don't get to the hospital, they've got a urgent care. They got a freestanding emergency. I mean, you got, mm-hmm. you got healthcare after healthcare after healthcare facilities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, and then she, you know, Council Marano has been by my uh, urgent care on a number of occasions. Uh, and, um, you know, you have and Leon and all of it. But not, not, many of the, not any of the elected officials. That's the only elected official I know that's been by there. Uh, so, you know, there's no real solidarity in what we're trying to accomplish here. Uh, but... Uh, you know, we, we, you know, I'm going to keep plugging along, uh, and and do you know do do my part. Uh, I just think oh, okay. we can do better, do better. It we should do better. All right, I thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, and uh, we'll be talking later on. All right. Okay. So much. Thank you okay. so much. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Next is the line nine seven two six zero seven. One eight nine three. Who do we have on the line? Uh, we have uh, Tanya on uh, line one. Who? Tanya. Okay. Good morning. You on Good morning, Pastor Barnett. Uh, this is Tanya. Tanya from Dallas. I'm going to be very calm on this particular, um, you know, me talking this morning to you. Um, I'm appreciating what I'm hearing. But I wanted to ask you if you could get Casey Thomas to come back 
and tell the community exactly where is that, that bond meeting going to be held because he just said the Thurgood Marshall Recreation Center. I know it's on Hampton in Oak Cliff, but he was very mm. vague about where the address of that location so the people in Oak Cliff can get out and come to the Thurgood Marshall Recreation Center right there by the Red Bird Transit Center and really voice their communities about the, uh, their uh, concerns about the communities. What I wanted to say to you this morning, Pastor Barnett, is that the way I see it in this city of Dallas and in this nation with African-American people, to me, it seems like I'm going to stay calm because I don't want to talk over you because I want to hear you speak after I get uh, after I'm done speaking. What the way I see it is that our people need to come back out to publicly march so that we could address our leaders publicly so that mm-hmm. the system can see that we have concerns for our community. My mother is from mm-hmm. Shreveport, Louisiana. She was born in Shreveport. My dad is from Texas, served in the U.S. Air Force. That's how our, my family ended up coming to Texas and being a part of mm-hmm. Dallas, Texas, which I love Texas, which I love Dallas. I'm part of DISD, even a future educator with DISD, wait for a vacancy to open so I can teach algebra, music, reading, whatever my degree will allow me to teach for DISD. But what I'm saying to our community and what we need to do as black people, we need to stop calling in. We need to hold our uh, public officials accountable. I've been in Dallas for mm-hmm. over uh, 50 plus years and from Ewing, Lancaster, Peace, uh, from, Al- from Arizona, Alabama, from Pleasant Grove, Chariot, all those streets are just torn up. They've been like that for over the last 40 years. I drive out to Plano and Frisco. They have an HEB, Pastor Barnett, that they built in less than three months. Why is it taking 50 years for stuff to get done in Oak Cliff and Dallas for black people? I appreciate the minister calling about the hospitals. Parkland Hospital has changed drastically in how it treats its people. I can afford, I can afford some uh, my own health care, but Parkland has changed with the, the, the waits are too long. I recently had COVID like flu symptoms, thought I was going to die. I, it, it took me almost eight hours to be seen at Parkland Hospital. I left and put my life into. I said, God, I trust you to heal me because this is a this is an insult to be to almost feeling like you're about to die and can't even get seen by a doctor. I don't know if there's a shortage of doctors or or hospitals that need to be closer in in um, Oak Cliff, Pleasant Grove, um, Lancaster where we could go to and get quality health care, get quality health care. But I need to get off the phone and I can hear you. No, let me ask you something before you leave. Who's your representative? Uh, elected uh, representative. Uh, Carolyn King, Carolyn Arnold King. I met her. She's a nice no, lady. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, asking about, I'm, I'm asking about Parkland Hospital. Who's your representative? I don't know. Yeah, because Parkland has a number of clinics that are distributed all over the city. 
Yes, but the most well-known politician in Dallas, maybe the black politician in the state of Texas, mm-hmm. is your representative at Parkland. Right. Mm-hmm. Who, who is that, ma'am? I don't know. That's John Wiley Price. John Wiley Price? Yes. Okay, I met Dallas County owns Parkland, mm-hmm. and he's your representative right? down in the county court. He's your, okay. That's your representative. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll speak to uh, Dr. Price about that. I mean, Commissioner Price. But, but yeah. don't, don't lose sight of what I said about us marching. We have to get back oh, no, and I forgot that part. But I want to want to make sure we got our representative. I've gone to them. That's the first thing they're going to ask you. Well, did you talk to your representative? That was the first thing they're going to ask you. And when they find out that you don't even know who that person is, they they ignore you. I'm going to tell you. Well, now I know. Well, now I know. Now you know, and you can go put things together now. Go to him. And go and come to the community. I'll help you put things together in the streets or whatever you need. Or going to the suites. We can go either place. I can go either place. But, yes, but make sure but I, you always know your representative is exactly. on any item that you have that you're dissatisfied with. And if it's a public item, you go to that person that represents you uh, in that particular position. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I, right. I will do that. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. That clears the line, 972-607-1893. All righty. Who do we have here? Uh, we have Councilwoman Caroline Arnold on line two. Councilwoman Arnold? Yes. Good morning, Mayor Good morning. Good morning. I, I hope you all can morning. hear me. I'm great. I hope that y'all can hear me uh, pretty good. How's the, how's the reception? It's absolutely correct. All right, great, great, great. So this, this weekend, I kind of stepped out of the city for a minute, but, you know, I always want to be connection. So you all have me all over the place, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how we can just focus on some, 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 some key points. So first of all, let me just once again reiterate the need for us to uh, on this Memorial Day weekend, some folks will just be reflecting and some will be getting an education on the history that pretty much sets the structure and foundation for where we are in the United States of America. And so I just know that we can't go without thanking those individuals who have served uh, past uh, history, who have given of themselves, as well as those who continued that uh, legacy of standing up for America. So I want to make sure we put that mm-hmm. on the book. But first of all, mm-hmm. we talk about this money, and I'll be as, as succinct as I can. We're dealing with, in the next year, $5 billion of taxpayers' money. Wow. $5 billion. When you look at the billion-dollar proposed bond, and you deal with approximately $4 billion of a budget, you're dealing with $5 billion of mm-hmm. taxpayers' money. Some of it can be, is, 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 but basically, you're going to be looking at, at monies that have to be paid back at some point in time. 
by the generation that comes after us. But right now, we're having to make some decisions. Mm -hmm. And so as we talk mm -hmm. about how we can do that, we do that several ways, and we continue to ask. And I just want to put a couple of points on the table. On the local side, and I heard Councilmember Thomas speak on this this morning, your local politics is very, very, very key. On the council level, you have 15 people, 14 are assigned to district, and one at large is the mayor. We must make decisions about goods and services uh, and, and that we provide to this city. Right now, we're looking for input for the fifth, for $5 billion. And so when you talk about what do we do, how can we get money into the hands of those who need it the most? I'm going to continue to say this. Folks have got to understand when we ask them to come to a meeting, they need to come. Now, we do, mm -hmm. I make provisions as much as I can for seniors because seniors don't like to come out in the evening. We've had several meetings during the daytime where we're bringing seniors in through recreation mm -hmm. centers, however they can mm -hmm. get there so they can get their input on the budget. When we have right. evening budget meetings at 630, I'm telling you right now, on the, for the most part, you're going to have more staff members than you do citizens. So what do we mm -hmm. do? I'm going to say this once again. We need to attend the meeting. You can call. And at one point, remember, we were doing meetings virtually and still couldn't get enough people online. Now you can come to City Hall to voice. You can call in from the comfort of your home to voice on the bond and the budget. You can email your position and your needs. And then you can vote. That's where we need to be marching. We need to march into the polls. And so mm -hmm. when we talk about issues, you'd be amazed at when people come to the city, to city hall, fill up the whole auditorium. Mayor Pro Tem, can we hold you over until after we okay. quit this yes, short sir. break? And then we'll be right back. Yo, yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. All right, we're back and we're at the 8.30 hour. So, Councilwoman Arnold, you can go ahead. Are you there? So, yes, sir, I'm here. I'm here. I want to know, so, uh, uh, I want to hear you say that again. Are you using a BRM when you're talking about that? Now? <laughs> I'm, I'm using the second letter of the alphabet, B. You're using a B. You say, you're saying yes, five billion. Billion. Bay. Bay in French, I think, is bay. You might have to ask, but I think yeah. it's bay. But it's because B and bold and billion. So, so it's a lot of money for people to, to get some of the things. We've got seniors out here that their homes, uh, the roofs are le uh, leaking, and uh, just several different things that I've, I've come to find out with uh, just meeting and talking to people, eating lunch every day. Uh, they, they, they have problems, and, uh, but they, it's hard to get them, get help to them, I guess, if they don't come out to the meetings and let you know or let others know. So, uh, 
what what is there a meeting that's going to come forth at some time that we can zero in with uh, with uh, publicity in order to get mm-hmm. people out? I can tell them where to go and when to go, what time to go to get there, right. to get this taken care of, because you're talking about bees. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me, say, just let me be clear so no one will misquote me. Is we're dealing with, we're going to the polls next May 2024 to vote on a four billion, I mean a one billion dollar bond. Mm-hmm. You're dealing right now. That's a bond next next, and the bond is, as Mr. Uh, Council Member stated earlier, that's pretty much infrastructural dollars. But this is mm-hmm. what I want to make sure I'm clear on. The four, the one billion is your bond. So when we deal with the one billion bond, dollar bond, this is what we're dealing with. People have a, an opportunity to weigh in on street. That's what we're going to vote on: street improvement, flood control, parks and trails, critical facilities, economic development, and housing. And every council member, let me be clear: every council member has appointed a representative to the overall bond committee. Now, I have one person who is on the committee that the, that the, the main bond committee to pull all of these suggestions together. Deborah Crudup is my task force member, and all these are district four individuals. On streets, I have Rodolfo Gopel. On flooding, I have Matt Canto. On parks, I have Tom Forsyth, Critical Facilities, which is Juana Veliz, and EcoDev, I have Stephen Bradley. So I have a very diverse group. They live in the district. They have roots mm-hmm. in the district. They have history in the district. We will be also sharing their contact information so that folks can email but what I want everyone to know is every council member has a contact. But we must, we're not able to come to the meetings. We know now to start emailing your street information, your flood information. In District 4, for example, I know that we are already proposing improvements to Keith Park Recreation Center. We're going to push for 18 to $20 million to improve that recreation center. You heard council member Thomas talk about Glendale Park. They too will be buying, buying for funding. So we all are advocating for our communities. And so I've already started trying to galvanize my community leaders around Keith Park to help me get the funds or Keys Park, because that's a very integral piece of that community. And so what has mm-hmm. happened is all of these leaders who are out here, we try to reach out as much as we can. District 4 staff does a phenomenal job. We're out in the streets. We're riding. We're getting information from folks who call. Can we do everything by ourselves? No, we cannot. And I will re- reiterate this, Pastor, and I want to be very clear. Mm-hmm. On the housing piece in particular, when we get conversations around housing in particular, oftentimes that's why you have the barrister on talking about clearing your title to your home. Home mm-hmm. ownership oftentimes is cloudy. We can't help find partners to help solutions 
if you don't own the property. Now, when you go through the city, yes, it's competitive. I hate to say first come, first serve, but we also have to understand mm-hmm. the fact that we are dealing with bureaucratic red tape. I wish it could right. go faster. But when you go too fast, you don't have your data. So you have to have data and documentation so you can follow the money. And so we mm-hmm. try to do what we can to put out RFPs, which is requests for proposals, solicitations, so we get, number one, the best contractors. So, two, we get legitimate contractors. Three, we can follow the money. And four, we kind of minimize the, the folks who get excited about uh, manipulating and taking your money because you're dealing with taxpayers' money. So that's the downside of it. It's painful to mm-hmm. see as many seniors that we have that need housing repair. They're waiting for the city, but that's the downside to bureaucratic red tape. So we're going to continue to push for partners. The more I stay in office, we're now finding more nonprofits who can cut the timeline on getting help, to, especially seniors, but they have to own their property. I mean, that, that's, I can't say it any other way. So once again... Seniors need to continue to, if they don't see it online, you're not online, call our office at 214-670-0780. That's 214-670-0780. And Mr. Phil Foster is my community liaison. He'll, he's going to be the one that can help direct you to the proper information. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to hone on that anymore because I'm going to keep calling in. So every week I can, that I can, I'm going to do what I can to update us. And thank you again, Pastor, for allowing us this time to be on program to share this critical information. This is so critical. After a certain point. This is survival for a lot of people, but because, you know, once people have worked all their lives and tired and run down and, they, and they don't have a job. They got to depend on a fixed income. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good that their tax dollars that they paid over the years can come back and mm-hmm. help them now. Mm-hmm. And this, this right. is very critical. Yes. Right. This is very So I do have a couple mm-hmm. of seniors who really need me, and we are working to try to get help as fast and as often as we can. We are not. We hear you. We're going to work for you. It's not falling on deaf ears. So I wanted to put uh-huh. that out there, and I'll be coming back. But I do have to speak. I have to weigh in on this hospital piece. Once again, okay. I, I, yeah, I'm very glad that Dr. Edwards called in this in this morning. I want to be very clear okay. because people get confused. Number one, that hospital, that old hospital, was is located in District 3. That's Thomas's district. It is uh-huh. directly across the street from District 4, and it's impacting, it will impact Keith Park. So my community on the Keith Park side are weighing in and continue to weigh in. We've been on this, I think, since last March. As, as presented mm-hmm. to the council, I was the only council member to vote against that proposed site for, it was a homeless proposition. I continue right. to fight against that because of the impact, number one, not only the impact, but the fact that it was never brought out to the community from the beginning. Now, I do know from a legal standpoint, we couldn't throw it out there because we were trying to, and I say we, the city was negotiating with the private uh, buyer 
And so mm-hmm. I didn't. I want to get into all that, but I did have a concern about the lack of community uh, engagement. But it is what it is now. But we want to, the community to know that we're still having talks. District three and District four has been tasked with with, with uh, creating some uh, group members from the neighborhood to discuss the future of this property. We no longer have uh, just a cut pattern for what should be there. And so this community now should jump on top of this before it becomes a part of the bond project or some, a bond proposal or some uh, rumoring that it's, it's the discussion about using bond dollars. We need to be on it now while the task force is discussing. We need to be on it now while you can still send emails. We need to be on it now when you can come down to City Hall, as many do when they have a community issue. They need to continue to call in their council members. District four is preparing, uh, District three, Mr. Thomas is now turning out after eight years. You will have a new person in that seat. You need to make sure, especially District three, because District four is going to do their part. But I don't have the intricate, the, 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 the opportunity to be on the intricate uh, part of what the council member is discussing with staff. You can change the trajectory of that project from District 3 in particular, but District 4 is going to be right there to support District 3 in terms of what I'm hearing from the community, which is they do not want just a homeless facility. Now, when Dr. Edwards talks about the hospital, and, and I also want to mention this, that particular location is in the hands of Dr. Elba Garcia. She is the county commissioner. And I bring that up because there was a plan to use county money. And I believe her position after talking to her is no, she does not support getting county monies to support that project. Sometimes we have to stack money. And so she's, is what I understand talking to her, she's not interested in pushing that project. Now, on the other hand, I bring that up because I heard uh, Commissioner Price name you. We com- I commend him for working with constituents with District 8 to get Parkland and UT Southwestern satellites in Redbird Mall. Mm-hmm. And so we mm-hmm. have to do the same thing here with this commissioner, uh, uh, with our congressman. I don't know if it's, it's, it's uh, Mrs. Uh, Crockett or not. It might be VC because he does have some uh, uh, part of his district there. But most of all, I want to make sure we get the information out. You, we can't do this 14 people on the council, one per district. Yes, we need a vote. But I have more power when I can show I have 100 emails. I have 100 people at the meeting. I have 100 people who are writing. Snail mail still works. You can use snail mail. The bottom line is this. All of this rhetoric, rhetoric around why we don't have, I'm telling you right now, when we work together in tandem with the council member, yes. and I can work, we can transform. And yes, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It is a process. So I call yes. on folks this morning to give us the support that we need. We need eight folks to push it, but I'm going to say this and I'm going to get off. District, uh, during the redistricting, Keith Park was taken out of District 4 and put in District 3. I talked to the mm-hmm. council member about my concern. I went to my community around Keith Park. I had that community leaders uh, in ear. 
We wrote, they wrote letters. They made phone calls. And guess what? We got Keith Park back into District 4. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm so glad because that didn't critical. make any sense. That didn't right. make any so, sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's slow. But what I will tell folks is this. Call in now so you can get your streets on the bond project. Call in now because your streets may already be on the inventory list. Well, we're getting to you. We're we're seeing a lot of dirt turning in many of our communities. So give us a call if you're concerned about your street. Give us a call if you have flooding. Give us a call if you need help. 214-670-0780. And once again, I'm Mayor Pro Tem Carolyn King Arnold. Continue to serve, committed to serve, to great to listen me back to 1500 Marilla. Thank you. Thank you so much, Captain. Yeah, bro, Tim, let me ask you something. Have they uh, stopped? Uh, have y'all thought about starting back those stipends y'all would get to be mailouts to your community? People in your community when there's a meeting going to happen? Well, we can collectively do that. We have, let me tell you what we have. Every council member, and I think Mayor Pro Tim got a few extra dollars. We have 29, I think we had $29,000 for our office account. And we have to pay bills out of that. So every time you do a mailer, and you're talking about a mailer to almost, what, 50,000 people or more, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So what we can do is folks hear us now, if they don't have email, which is what we're sending out, 15, they can call us or write us so we can mail it to them. Once again, 214-670-0780. But we can't mail out everything because we don't have the budget to do that. All right. We can't select it. If folks say, look, put me in. It's time for a break. Okay, we'll find a sponsor to help us do that. Thank you so very much. Okay, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. And we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right there? Here we go. Yeah, and we're back. And before we go to the next caller... I wanted to mention that uh, the city uh, has an obligation to lean toward the southern sector because the private investment dollars are not there for the southern sector. That's why you see the uh, disproportionate issues of housing and health care and food deserts and et cetera. So we want to make sure that the city of Dallas understands that the southern sector is in dire need of help. Uh, The bankers and the investment people and the hedge fund people have never put money into the Southern sector. So the city needs to fill in that gap. And so we wanna make sure that we advocate for the Southern sector and go forward and try to get the city to, uh, as they say, use their equity plan to make the Southern sector look like the Northern sector. Well, see, Dallas have been heading in that direction at least 50, 60, or 70 years. Uh, when you, it's, it's the tale of two cities. Mm-hmm. When you cross that, that Trinity River Bridge in the south on, on 35, you look like you're going into a totally new, a different world mm-hmm. versus crossing that bridge headed north. First thing you see those those big skyscrapers, and then go farther north. Development everywhere, mm-hmm. things are plush everywhere, 
you know, it's it's just uh, that we need so badly to be a part of these bonds because these are this is our money too. Mm-hmm. And it, this is not a welfare program, right? This is our tax dollars. Reciprocity should be there for us in our community, right? And uh, well, I mean, we can't press it hard enough. We can't press it hard enough that people come home. Let's take advantage of the money. Mm-hmm. And she said she was using B's instead of M's. That's right. Talking about that money. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it, the money's there, but the problem is we're not there to take advantage of the programs that are that are that are coming forth. Exactly. And we ought to be proud to have our council people that will work for us. You see, down through the years, we had council people, but a lot of them didn't work for us. We had a few good ones, but we had a whole lot of them that were no good. Yeah. And it would be nice to have the mayor to call in and show his support for revitalization of the southern sector and spending that some of those uh, tax dollars on trying to make mm-hmm. equity in the southern sector. We'd like to hear from the mayor. All right. Well, I have to talk to him. I'll call him. All right. I'll call him. All right. Okay. Anybody else on the phone? Who do we uh, have here? Yeah, we we have a Lynn on uh, line one. Lynn? Yes. Lynn, yeah. Lynn. Lynn. L-I-N or L-Y-N. L-E-N. L-E. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Good morning, man. Yes, uh, one I, I want to bring this up. Our for years, for years, uh, uh, our young men and women have made billions for for uh, colleges uh, such as Alabama, LSU, Florida, and such and such. All those states right. that that have, and I mean billions, that have passed uh, ban the book laws, abortion laws, uh, excuse me, voting laws. Our young men and women have made billions for those, not millions, billions, mm-hmm. okay, including the, the gamblers, the schools, the, the uh, endorsements and all. I want us as a community, this time we, we have a little leverage. As a community, we can send our, our young men and women to, to, to Indiana, to Penn State, to Michigan State, to USC. So if those states don't want to help us, we don't have to help them. Uh, if we could get our uh, uh, students and our community could impress on our young men and women. After they've made billions for them, they sent us back to the community and our uh, designated houses and homes and states, and they could care less about what happens to us after we've made billions for them. We care. We have to care what happens to us. If they're not there, if they want to ban the books and, 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 and suppress voting laws and, and abortion laws and I don't know what all, all else, and... Uh, uh, that then we can, we have a little leverage. We don't have to send our men and women there. And I think as a community, as a nationwide community, we, we need to impress us from them what we can what we can do for ourselves. You don't want to help us. We can make the same billions for other people who will try to help us. Okay. And your, your, your take on that? My take on this, uh, it would be good to help those schools you named, but it would also be good to help Prairie View, Texas Southern, oh, yes. Yes. and uh, you know schools like that that that's that's been with us and have gotten us to this point. 
to help Grambling, to help Southern University, uh, Morgan State, any of the rest of them, Florida A&M, uh, you know, all those schools, they need our help also. And see, once we come together, we then can come together and send our kids to those schools. And guess what? TV rights, which is millions of dollars, will come in to our, our black schools and, and help those greatly. They're, they will come in. And uh, yes, we need that. I look at it like this. I, I say, let's get together and send our superstars. Not just our average football players, but we need to start sending our superstar football, basketball, our superstar to the black school and win everything for our own selves. Kind of like what Dion did. Okay, yeah, right well, quick on that hospital. That. that hospital was an outstanding hospital. One thing they had great staff. What messed it up was yep. upper management. And uh, yep. if, if their staff was still alive, if they could just get together the central location and put forth their ideas, that was an outstanding hospital one time. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, it was. No, I would hope they yeah, would do something. Uh, you, you, well, you're right about that. And it's still a beautiful building. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. And they had great, excuse me, cutting you off, but they had great, I apologize, and apologize to the audience, but they had great staff. The staff knew their job and knew their work. Yes, yep. temple management. Yes, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that messed the thing up. You're so right. You, know, you obviously know something about that hospital that cost us what happened. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you for your call. Oh, okay, enjoy your day, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real Barnett. Uh, I want to give out that phone number again for those African-American students with a B average. Uh, we're taking calls today only. 972-808-6932 and leave a message. And we'll get back to you and see if uh, we have no spots for your African-American high school graduate with a B average to get a scholarship to college. All right, Pierre. So who do we have now? All right, uh, Ike is on the line two. Who did you say? Ike. I, go All ahead, right. Ike. Bring, bring him out. Bring him out. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all Good doing? morning. Uh, I'm glad y'all talking about the hospital of Reverend Barnett and uh, 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 Miss Arnold, Mayor Pro Temple Arnold, made a, brought out a very vital point when she said that it's right across the street from District 4, but it's in District 3. And I think we have to learn that a lot of things they put in other districts affect our district, like the charter school on Camp Wisdom in 35, how it mm -hmm. affects three different districts at one time with that traffic. But my main concern that I called in, I was listening to Councilman Thomas talking about the bond and the budget money and the meeting they're going to have next Saturday. Uh, you know, to give us a breakdown and understanding of this money. But my concerns about that is uh, I don't like it when outgoing council people or outgoing politicians uh, have meetings about something they're not going to even be involved in or overlooking. 
we got a runoff going on where it's either going to be uh, uh, Jalen Gracie, uh, it's going to be uh, uh, Joe Cave. That's who we need to be meeting with, one of them, about this millions and billions of dollars of money, because that's how they did mm-hmm. Carolyn on on the deck park. She got decked with the deck park and had to try to make it work anyway because somebody else made the decision about that uh, park on their way out. So we have to be very careful on these kind of meetings because I want to meet with the person that I could have hold responsible over the part of the money that they promised us that they were going to do with this money because, like Carolyn on the said, they can redirect that money once they get it off So uh, I thank you for taking my call, and y'all have a great day. All right. Thank you for your call. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have? So we have uh, Red Ghost on uh, no, line one. Red Ghost? All right. Yeah. Good morning, Red Ghost. Good morning, Reverend Barnett and everybody out there, out there in the radio land of Barnett. Hey, uh, Reverend Burnett, we're doing the uh, Juneteenth thing, and uh, I, uh, I kind of listen to the station, and I listen to the shows and everything. And we have picked mm-hmm. a queen and a king for your show, and because uh, I'm pledged to your show, so I have the right to pick and choose. <laughs> so, um, you sure do. Uh, You're and, right. And I, and I like to thank, like thank uh, Miss Beverly, Miss Beverly out there that has that voice, that powerful voice that came in. As Mrs. Yeah. Queen of of Burnett Show, <laughs> and I like to pick Imani. Imani is always trying to put you together, and I would like to pick Imani as the king of the show. And we be uh, for Juneteenth, and we'll be running it from Juneteenth all the way through till we see the mayor. Yeah, when is this going to happen, uh, Red Go? Ah, we can't tell nobody that's not together. <laughs> all right. We're not going to do, we'll have it, we'll have it, but I'm I'm making the stage for the, for the king and queen, so that's a my Well, uh, we're going to have uh, plenty of barbecue and watermelon. Ah, Rembrandt, as long as I've been there, I know we ain't gave away a lot of aprons. I know a lot of people out there that, and they got to come this way. They got to come this way first before they wear that apron. I got mine. All right, so it's going to be a lot of stuff. Yes, sir. But anyway, I like to do that. Imani and Beverly, king and queen of the Juneteenth Festival that we are having around the, the, the Metroplex. And uh, All right. we got some more coming. We got some more coming. And Reverend Burnett, I like to do a little yeah. program I call Radio Theater. I'll be calling in around Juneteenth to be a different character called Professor Benny Walker. All right? And it's going to be a little All right. Joy okay. and pleasurable. Good. Thank you. Bless you. All right. Thank Everybody you. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Thank sure. you. There's a line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? This will probably be our last call. Yes. Uh, we have a Corey on the line, too. Who? Corey? Co- Corey. Yeah. Yes. Good morning, Corey. <laughs> morning, y'all. Hey, real quick. A uh, lot of times that I've seen where I see other groups make progress such as like the Asians and Hispanics that come in and, and buy small businesses. Uh, a lot of times when 
black business owners or people that have ideas come in. They only talk about the purchase price. They don't talk about the operating of the business for the first three years. So it's going to be hard to get people to invest in when they don't have a total number that includes your operating expense plus whatever your purchase price is going to be for a business. Because you can get like at least 10 to 15 people that will put in a small amount of money. And that's what Asian businesses are, are really prevalent at. Because every three years when you go out to a, a corner store or something, you'll see that it's under new management from one of those investors that's been invested in that business. But they circle around the ownership of the business inside that group. So that's that's, that's mm-hmm. just what I had to say. Well, those are your those are your projections in your financial plan. You have to have those right, projections. Right, they don't, they don't, they don't. A lot of times when, when, when you got different groups and everything that pitch these things to our community, they don't include hard numbers, which is where we lose because everybody can dream out of business, but there needs to be hard numbers put out there, especially on mm-hmm. the platform if they're trying to get the ear to public because there are, you know, quite a few people, I hate to say it, um, you know, we don't work together, and that's our downfall, but there are quite a few people that can put in ten to $15,000. And if you got, you know, 10 to 20 people, small-time businesses can come together, make a small profit, work together those small businesses, and build a bigger business. And then you got a support group. People are not going to invest where they don't see a profit. So, well, I'll tell, tell you what. Uh, could you leave your... Uh, yeah. Uh, Peter, get his uh, name and number. I'd like to call you because these are the basic needs in our community. Is to go back to where we once was. We used to own the mom and pop stores in our community. We can get back to there and then grow up from that. We can make it. So would you leave your name and number? Sure. So we're out of time. Yeah. All right. Got to go. All right. Bye-bye. All right, that's it for Church Information Open Forum for this week. So we'll be right back next Saturday, same time, same station. Thanks to everybody who called in. And now we're going to be having the workers beat. And they're going to be right here in a minute. Yeah. Here we go.